Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Buck Wild, with the beautiful Tiffany J. Tiffany J. House. So tonight we are going to the one and only. Ain't trust me, ain't none, ain't none like a ain't none like a nowhere. <laughs> so tonight we are going to talk about a subject that is is near and dear to my heart. And I wanted to kind of get off into because I've had a lot of questions as far as what exactly polyamory is. So I, I thought I would open the floor up to the questions from, from Tiffany J to let her ask me about what polyamory is and see if I can't give you my honest guy take on what polyamory is. If it's right for you, the ins and outs, the, the pitfalls and, and, and everything in between. So we're going to get right off into it. We'll start with, the, with your first question. What you got, awesome, awesome. But before we get to this question, there's this little yeah. quote that I was reading on here, and it says, okay. To more and more people, being poly is an effective way of having all of your sexual and emotional needs met by having multiple partners by Tanya Keons. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I think that was a, a very prominent quote, you know. Yeah, so do you think that's like a fantasy, fantasy For in a fantasy people, world? Ah. Uh... Like, what, what do I do? I think that is unrealistic, fantasy-wise, or do I think people have fantasies about that? Just fantasies about that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Mm. Well, well, then let's just kick it off with this question number one, because there's a bunch of them. We're gonna ask a bunch of questions, try to get acquainted with um, the polyamory lifestyle. Okay. So, what is polyamory? What is polyamory? To to kind of sum it up in a nutshell, um, polyamory is is what what I would consider uh, consensual ethical non-monogamy. Okay, so let me let me say that real quick. Consensual ethical non-monogamy. Ethical part. Let's let's concentrate on that because ethical means that you have permission. You know that that's the ethical part. Consensual ethical non-monogamy. So in other words. Uh, relating and, and loving multiple people simultaneously. You know, in fact, the word polyamory means many loves. And uh, I feel that many people think that polyamory is is about spontaneously loving multiple people. And it, it, it's not about that. It's it's far from it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I want to say before I go any further is polyamory will not repair, fix, or mend a broken or troubled relationship. You know, so you mm. can't, yeah, this this ain't a, 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 a cure-all if you are bleeding from a bullet wound, this is a Band-Aid. So this this will not help at all. To people who are thinking about opening up their marriage or practicing polyamory, try and repair your relationship first to where you're standing on a firm foundation before you even think about trying to venture off into the polyland, you know? Yeah. So got to have a firm foundation. Because poly ain't, poly ain't for everybody, you know? Yeah. I, I, I've heard a lot of so. people that, that views polyamory as um, kind of... Um, no, well, not selfish, but um, I really can't think of the word to say. But <laughs> they they don't but, they don't look at it as a uh, a, a cool way of doing a relationship. I, I guess it's kind of like wanting your cake and ice cream too in a relationship. Yeah. So okay. Well, do you think is uh, polyamory necessarily just a sexual thing, or is it a little bit more than just a sexual thing? Yeah, you know, I get this question a lot, too, because um, it seems like this is the first thing that, that people really think about when it comes to poly. And the short answer is is no. I mean, obviously, there is sex involved, but there's also more of an emphasis on the, the relating part, the, the relationship part, you know, in relation, not just fucking or having sex, but 
I will say this. I'm, I'm very I'm very troubled by the by the presence of sex addiction inside the polyamory community. I truly believe that, you know, while most polyamorous people, um, they're not addicts. There is a significant problem of which sexual addicts do hide inside of the poly group. And they want to blame it on them being poly, but they really have, you know, some type of sex addiction, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where that whole, oh, my God, is based upon sex. So uh, a handful of sex addicts can just wreak havoc in a, in a poly world, you know, mm-hmm. especially when people are, are operating out of the condition of tabooism or, you know, the, the forbidding of sharing of, of family secrets. You know, you don't want the, your, your mom or dad to know that you're doing poly. So, you know, and, and poly offers a venue in which sex addicts can begin to at least tell the truth about what they're doing instead of, you know, carrying on that, that secret. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the positive spin on it. So poly is, is not necessarily a sexual thing. It, it, it's, it's about building a relationship well, with how, two people. Okay. I got you. So building with multiple. So how is that different than from an open relationship? Oh, good question. Um, so an open relationship is a way of doing poly, but it's more like where people are are bound to take multiple different lovers from time to time. You know, open relationships are are sex based and, and they're usually outside of the marriage or the relationship. So it's a separate thing altogether, whereas people who are practicing poly may have just one other lover or relationship outside of their primary relationship. You know what I mean? So with the poly couple, uh, they may come back and, and talk about their partners or their partners may know each other and they they may have a really, really close relationship. Whereas in open relationships, that's not the case. You know, mm-hmm. and in poly, you know, like, you know, they may cohabitate. In open relationships, that's not even on the table. You know, so in yeah. uh, a poly relationship, yeah, you can have a triad or a pod or a community. In a poly relationship, whereas in an open relationship, it's it's strictly, it's it's just it's sex based. There's no relating, there's no relationship building. It's just to me, it's just strictly, you know strictly sex based. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so why do you think, with that being said, people turn away from the normal monogamous relationship model and choose polyamory? Oh, man. Um, well, sometimes it's about self-discovery, you know, self-discovery, uh, discovery of themselves mm-hmm. or maybe discovery of other people. You know, sometimes it, it may take the pressure off of trying to be that perfect partner. You know, like when you were, were were married, you know, did you ever feel that pressure to be the perfect wife? Did you ever feel that pressure? Well, I guess so. You know, you kind of feel you want to still keep the relationship kind of going and you know, live. So, you know, have to uphold those wifely doodle standards to your husband and not, you know. So I guess so. I guess we have to try to make ourselves feel, you know, still wanted by that man in order, you know, to continue being that perfect person that he saw in the beginning. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so... You know, and after and, and over time, you know, in a marriage, you start to lose that interest, you know, and things change. You change. Your husband changes, you know. And so in that dynamic, you know, you can't be everything to your mate all the time. You know, if if, if, if there are things missing that your partner can't, can't offer, you can go out and, and maybe get them from someone else. Communication may be another reason why people choose poly over over monogamy, you know, because traditionally in a monogamous relationship, having feelings for outside people is considered a no no that that that's a tabooism and that's a huge issue you know especially with um 
75%, I think they said, of, of all extramarital affairs happening in the workplace. So if you can't come home and openly and comfortably talk to your spouse about some things that are going on at work, you keep that shit bottled up inside. And then you get that that sneaky mentality like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sneak around. And, but instead of being able to, to come and openly discuss somebody at work, and I don't think you, you know, I'm sure people do that inside monogamy, mm-hmm. but it's more readily inside polyamory. That That's the norm for us. That is the norm for us. We, we are able to talk about, like, if you have a dude, say, like, if, if you were dating, dating some dude named, I don't know, let's just pick a name, um, Nathaniel, you know, okay. say you were dating some, some dude named Nathaniel and you worked with a guy named Gabriel. And Gabriel was cute, you know, okay. and you were really kind of feeling Gabriel. You know, would would you feel comfortable in a monogamous relationship being able to talk to Nathaniel about Gabriel? Mm, it depends on what we're talking about. Like, look, this dude, he he keeps looking at me. He's kind of cute, but, you know, he's kind of cute. He'd be flirting with me. He calls himself my work husband. You know, he brings me little things to work. And, you know, he's just, just flirting his ass off at work. He's kind of cute. Exactly. You would not feel comfortable. Now, but but you may you may secretly think about those things, but you wouldn't feel comfortable, you know. It, so whereas in, go ahead. It all depends on the relationship, though, you know, because you know you have some monogamous relationships where you know it's kind of like you on that friendship level. Because I I remember sometimes when I was married, you know, and and I go out with my homegirls, I come back, I'm like, dude, let me tell you how I got these drinks for free. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it, it's not like, you know, I guess it all depends on the people that are involved in a relationship because shit, I go out with my girls. Not that I'm looking for, you know, that attention from other guys, but shit, I can tell my significant other spouse, how the hell I just got, uh, I didn't have to spend that money on no drinks. Shit, I had somebody else buy them drinks for us. You know what I'm saying? So right, I, I right. guess. Uh, that could be like on the same type what you're talking about and with the monogamous and stuff like that but I, I kind of see what you're saying but in reality you will not go back and be like man I got this work bay at work boo you know he trying to you trying to give me stuff and all that other stuff and stuff like that you know everybody ain't like me I'll be like okay well that bitch better have my money on time type thing you know what I'm saying like she better not be late <laughs> <laughs> she better be late with the payment this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and see, you know, you you talking about the 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 guy, you know, maybe buying you some drinks is different because you had no interest in yeah. that guy that was buying the drink. So you were able to freely end up because you have no interest. But imagine if you really had interest in that guy that was buying you some drinks. Yeah. You know, would you then be, you know, as open to say, oh, yeah, Ted was at you know, at the at the bar from work and Ted, he's so silly. You know, I really, you know, and, and you know, you like Ted, you know, Ted is cute and Ted is he's kind of caught your interest and Ted buying you all them drinks. You might not be, you know, openly mm-hmm. about that, you know, or as open, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. So with that being said, so why do you mm-hmm. think many people? people what are the main reasons that people decide to try polyamory what do what is your take on that okay okay well it's it's one of two things either they want more of something let me say that either they want more of something or they want different things Mm -hmm. you know so when people want more they may want more romance they may want more attention or maybe even more sex than their partners can even give them um, mm-hmm. They want more time, you know, doing specific activities. 
So yeah, I mean, lots of different reasons, but you know, maybe there are some medical issues that that your partner may be having, or you know, he can't perform, and so you need that affection. You may need that touch that he's not able to give you. You know, and so then on, on the flip side, the other thing is, and then uh, they may want different, you know, different sexual activities than their partners are doing. You know, maybe you want your dick sucked and, and you know, your wife's not sucking your dick or maybe you need that pussy. You know, maybe, it, you know, what I'm saying it, it could be a deal breaker. One person is kinky and the other person. Is, so it could be a lot of things. They may want more adventure. You know, they may gotcha. want more adventure. They may yeah, want more, more adventure. Some people like the novelty of, of having new people. You know, some people like exploring. Mm-hmm. So because that could help keep your relationship more interesting because they can come back and, and tell stories about, hey, I had this great date with Bob and it was it was so exciting and all sorts of things. So uh, but that that's usually that's usually why people really decide to to choose poly, not because they're unhappy, not because their relationship is either they want more of something or they want different things. OK, so so if you had like if you could give advice to those who are interested in polyamory, how? How can you do or practice it properly? Um, okay, well, like I said earlier, you know, I always say polyamory, it, it, ain't, it ain't for the faint-hearted. You know, a lot of people just open up their marriages and, and just charge right in, and they don't talk it all the mm-hmm. way through. And I think that that's really, really a dangerous thing, you know, so because they don't expect to, to hit any hurdles along the way. And with relating like this, you need to be very switched on. You know, I call it grown up relating. So you really need to be able to talk about relationships in depth. So my advice I give to people is you really need to talk about this until it doesn't sound sexy Mm -hmm. anymore. And then you might be ready. So take if you have to sit down for hours and hours at a time, talk about this poly shit until it does not seem attractive. You know, then you might be ready to, to talk about or practice poly safely or the correct way. So. You know, answering questions about, um, you know, what if I get jealous? What are we mm-hmm. going to do then? You know, uh, what if, what if you're on a date and I'm not? You know, what if you ask one of my friends out, Lindsay? Uh, <laughs> what if you're spending time with someone else <laughs> and I'm starting to feel a bit neglected? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because if I, if I were dating you, oh, I would definitely be asking your friend out. You know, like, look, look back. I need to ask the friend out. You know Y'all what I'm saying? Leave a girl out of this. You know what I'm saying? Lindsay is not up for oh. grabs or for taking now. She's just, that's out the question. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> yes, my friend is very gorgeous. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. Fellas, I wish you. I wish y'all could see her. I wish y'all could see her. You Lindsay, know what I'm saying? Yo, Lindsay, if you listening, call a nigga up. You know what I'm saying? Call your boy. No, I'm playing. So, I heard you mention jealousy when you were describing that. Is that a big issue in polyamory life? Life, if you practice that in your relationships, then yeah, je- you know, jealousy. I think so. You know, it's 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 not a matter of of if you'll get jealous, but more of a matter of when you'll get jealous. You know, it's gonna mm-hmm. happen. It's it's, it's gonna happen. You know, polyamory relationships are just like any other relationship. You know, we're all human. So people, they feel all sorts of type of different things, you know, and jealousy, jealousy is a legit feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, we get it when we feel that there's a threat to our relationship. That's when we get jealous. We feel that there's a threat to the relationship. So, and it's, it's definitely worth paying attention to uh, because sometimes, you know, our partners may bring in other people who don't share the same intentions that we do. That's like, if you were to bring in another, another girl, 
and you know she secretly wants to take over your relationship and that's going to cause problems you know because she's going to start wanting to spend more time with your husband or with your boyfriend than she was initially told that she could that's going to be a thing and then, then there's other reasons why jealousy may come up you know because we all have some type of insecurity mm -hmm. or low self-esteem you know there, there may be something about yourself that you want to change that you feel that you, this this new person has that you don't and you'll look at you know maybe his dick is bigger you know maybe her her titties are bigger you know maybe her pussy is is, is wetter and that that's going to make you want to question yourself so yeah jealousy is a huge part of why poly does not work so with that being said so, in the poly relationships do you think that is more lust filled or is it actual genuinely feelings for these people of a connection past lust right and see this is this is where you know communication comes into play because you've got to like i said you got to talk about this to where it's it's not sexy anymore so if you're talking about it then you'll you'll take that lustful part out of it i really believe that because i think a lot of people who are amateurs who try to get into poly that that's exactly why so for, for you to pick up on that it, it's pretty good because that's the main reason why people are doing it it's, it's that lustful aspect of it yeah, yeah. okay I'm very okay. interested in the pilot thing. So maintenance that mm -hmm. that needs to okay. be doing. You said communicating and talking about pilot. And I guess that goes back to you saying you need to talk about it more to take all those factors out so it can feel more traditional. Is that what you're saying? Like relationship traditional? Yeah. Uh, just with multiple people? Yeah, right. Yeah. Communication, doing maintenance is communication, 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 talking, 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 and more talking. I, I, I don't know. I think I said it previously that I had a friend that um, said to me, you know, Buck, if you want to do poly, you really need to love and enjoy talking about art of relating and relationships. You, you need to, you have to do that. And I agreed 100%. But uh, I believe that a lot of people don't find that sexy to discuss relating and, and relationships like that. They don't find it you know, hot to talk about that, you know, so it's, it's hot thinking about, oh, wow, I'm going to go have sex with all these different people. I get to go out and have have fun with tons of folks. Yeah, that, that's the fun part. But then, you know, once you realize, oh, shit, I have to talk about this. I've got to sit down and talk to my significant other about, you know, all this shit. And that that's not the fun mm -hmm. part, I should say. So, but yeah, just open and honest communication. And, and I see that you have open, open and honest, honest communication. communication. So before the poly, you find your partners or the extended partners into your relationship. When there's an issue and the main characters, I'm going to call you guys characters at this point. So, because, so you and your wife have mm -hmm. issues. Is there a point where you just communicate with each other alone and not involve the other per party? Or is it is it something that is practice of tradition to include everybody into a problem? So say if the wife is having an issue and she just want to come to confide in you only as her husband, do you think that it'll be wrong for not involving the third party or the fourth party uh, if there's an issue uh, within the household. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that should not be an issue at all. You know, your individualism. Now, I mean, if it's something that, that affects the family as mm -hmm. a whole, then yeah. But if, if it's something that just affects the, her individually, then yeah. I mean, that's something that can be shared only between two people. And it, it should be kept, you know, between two people. Because if you have a friend, you're not going to let your friend come and tell you a secret. And then you're not going to go and blab it to your other friends and be like, girl, let me tell you what Lindsay told me tonight. You know, that she confided in you secretly mm -hmm. to say, okay, this is what's going on with me. And so the same thing, because that, that's happened with me and my wife and, and my girlfriend, Michelle. It's like, you know, Michelle, she came and told me something very discreetly and privately about herself as far as what she was feeling about the relationship. 
And so, you know, she and I, we had to go off and, and talk about it individually. You know, we didn't involve my wife. We didn't involve Tia at all. It was just, you know, Michelle and I talking and relating. And then once I found out what the issue was, then I asked Michelle with her permission, well, can I go back and talk to Tia about it? because I, I think she needs to hear. And then Michelle was like, well, yeah, I just didn't want to have a group session initially. I wanted to talk to you about it first, just one-on-one. -on -one. But she said, yeah, you can definitely talk to mm -hmm. Tia about it. I think that would be important. So if you had a boyfriend, if Gabriel had an issue, he should definitely not feel bad about you going back to Nathaniel and saying, hey, listen, this is what's, this is what's going on. This is what Gabe was talking about. And I just want to tell mm -hmm. you about it. Okay. But do you think, is that a part yeah, of but, like betrayal? Do you think, because so like if Michelle had an issue with your wife, Tia, do you think that, you know, mm -hmm. if it's an issue, do you think that it should be handled as, as, as a group? Because even though she comes to you and confides and she's like, well, I don't really want to involve her with it. How does that make the connection between you and your wife, you know, for the communication part of it? If you're not. Right, right. If it's not going to be communicated right, as right. a, you know, as a whole, as a group. Right. Okay. So like, like with Michelle, she was having issues uh vaginally right and she had some issues vaginally that she wanted to talk to me about so that didn't necessarily affect the the pod as mm. a whole that was just something that affected her okay now had it come back to had michelle come to me and said i really feel intimidated by tia or i really feel that i want to push tia out then yeah then no you don't keep that a secret that's that's not something that you you because now it's affecting the whole pod or the whole mm -hmm. triad so you bring everybody in and sit everybody down and everybody gets to talk about okay. it okay yeah. well we had a couple people write in and you know a lot of them that wrote in said it's hard to maintain one relationship <laughs> let alone trying to maintain two <laughs> So is it possible to maintain two or more relationships successfully or is it something that people is going to set up their self for failure? What you think? I think it's absolutely possible to maintain two or more relationships. You know, not to not to say it's just like, but, you know, it's like when you have multiple kids, you're, you're able to love multiple kids. You just don't love one kid more than you do the other one. So. As humans, we're naturally able to love more than one person. Mm -hmm. We can definitely do that. We have an, an infinite capacity to love as many people as we mm -hmm. want. But we can't spend lots and lots of time with everybody because we only have 24 hours in a day. So you have to look at that. So, you know, you have to have schedule. Scheduling is a big part of doing poly successfully, you know, when you have multiple relationships. So, yeah, it would be hard to maintain two relationships if you don't have a scheduling process, you know, because you've got to work for eight hours and you got to come home and you need each and everybody to have their each individual time. So scheduling is a big way that's helped me maintain my poly relationship between my, my wife and my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So And y'all and that polyamorous sounds like the bachelor or the bachelorette on TV. So if you guys have watched that, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, almost it's like it is. TV. Yeah. And, and just hearing you talk about that, that came to me. That's what it is. You know, it's like everybody's competing. I don't think it's comp it shouldn't be a competition is, is what you're trying to explain. Right. But and sometimes in some aspect, it is a competition of, you know, somebody's trying to be that number one. But then I guess polyamorous is the point where you have to compromise and everybody be one. There's no first place in, in that lifestyle. Right, right, right. Okay. So do you think it's better to have been in a relationship 
for a longer period of time with one person before even starting a relationship with somebody else to bring them into the polyamorous lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps. I would definitely recommend that that couples really get to know each other inside and out first. You know, make sure that that you're very secure in your relationship mentally, emotionally, and especially physically, you know, because this new person may take your partner to to new heights or or heights that they've never taken them to or never been to in a long time. So being secure in your relationship, that starts with time in, you know what I mean? So I would yeah, definitely recommend that they have been together at least, you know, eight to ten years. So that way you really have gotten to know your partner. Mm-hmm. So yeah. With that being said, and, and you having, you know, that relationship with that one person, and then you want to add a person to your relationship, how does the dating go? Do you guys both go on a date? Or you guys say, hey, I'm going to go by myself and see what I can find. Um, and, and with that being said, how do you guys introduce the, or start the conversation that to somebody that you're poly and you're interested in them and seeing what their mindset is thinking if they're interested in being in a relationship with you and your wife. Yeah, well, you have to you have to do that upfront. That's a conversation that you have to have upfront with the person that that you're trying to potentially involve your in your relationship in your marriage. You have to have that kind of conversation upfront to establish that this is the person that they that you know you can really work with or, or be with. Because if you don't tell somebody that you're you're in a poly relationship right off, and that that's just going to cause confusion. So on the first date, the first meeting, you want to be able to get that out there and tell them that that you are poly. Hold on a second. My, my wife has come down. Maybe you want to say something? Okay. Yeah, she said something. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, do you feel that you would need to put a cap or a limit on the amount of people you're able to date, given that they're only 24 hours in the day? So, do you mm-hmm. think poly is harder than regular two-person standard relationship? And do you see more problems in either one or the other? Uh, You know, I think that there are problems, you know, specific to each type of relationship, you know, poly versus monogamy. And I really feel that it depends on the people involved as well, you know. But to answer your question truthfully, I think I see more problems out of monogamous relationships than I do poly relationships. You know, simply because the majority of poly couples, they seem to communicate more openly and, and honestly, not not better. Uh, I won't say that, but they do seem to to communicate more openly and, and honestly. Now, I'm not saying that all poly couples are going to have this high level of communication, but on a whole, in a poly relationship, you should feel more comfortable about discussing a particular person that wants to have sex with you or vice versa. A person that you want to have sex with you know what i mean i mean now you can you can definitely establish that type of communication in a monogamous relationship not saying that you can't but usually that type of talk you know about wanting to sleep with somebody else or or you know you being attracted to somebody or somebody being attracted to you uh usually that type of talk is is considered taboo and it's it's frowned upon because it's it's just not the normal inside a monogamous relationship there's some out that poly couples uh typically stay together longer than monogamous relationships and now i think that has a lot to do with that openness and communication you know be it like you know me and my wife we've been together for over 20 years you know in, in one relationship 22 years and counting so i think that has a lot to do to where i've seen my my monogamous friends 
they come and go. They're dating somebody every fucking week. Somebody new, somebody new, somebody new, somebody new. They're trying mm-hmm. to marry somebody new, somebody new. And so it's like, what is the difference? What's what's the differentiator that, that makes monogamy and poly so different? It's got to be that communication because there's nothing I can't go and tell my wife. There's not a mm-hmm. damn thing. If I was sitting down here jacking to porn to, or, or having phone sex with, with some chick, there's nothing that I can't go and tell her that I want to do. I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. That openness. Yeah. So I think it's harder in a monogamous mm. relationship. I could be wrong. What do you think? I don't know. It all depends on who you, um, who your partner is. Cause you know, sometimes you can find a person and it's just kind of like, you'd be like, damn, is that my twin that I'm talking to? And you just feel more comfortable and you should be more open and things like that. But like I said, in the last, um, <clears throat> um, the last, podcast you know it's it's all about the connection and and what level you guys are on and you know the open communication you have because if you can like shoot the shit like i said i i can come to probably come to do now and be like hey you know this is what's going on and he probably find that shit funny as fuck you see what i'm saying because he probably do the same thing so it all depends on the people and and the connectivity that you have and but you might you might be right. The poly the poly lifestyle may be a little bit more adventurous in my eyes. It's a little bit more adventurous and and a little yeah. bit more open, you know, to being um, more open and out there and to be able to communicate versus uh, just a regular two people relationship. Because and then and that goes back to saying like if you're in a regular two people relationship, maybe you know there's something going on in communication and that, that ain't a good relationship. You got to communicate. You got to be able to be on those same level of communication. I'm saying, shit, you know, I'm downstairs jacking off. What you doing? Or getting that test message while you at work? You know, <laughs> nigga, my yeah. dick hard. You know, type of shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But I guess it all depends on the people. It does. It does. I mean, yeah. I think it's the art of relating. If, if, if monogamous couples can, can master or try to, you know, master the art of relating and, and being able to communicate, then they can experience the same openness and, but you know, they have to take the egos. You have to take the egos out of, you know, poly or monogamy. You, you got to take your ego out of that. So your dude, cause you know, you, you will eventually lose interest in your mate, you know, because right now, if you say like, if you, if you started a new relationship, it's the novelty of it. It's, it's new. You know, you guys are still getting to know each other and it's, it's so fun and exciting and you don't ever see yourself losing interest, but Oh, Oh no, you will. And once that novelty wears off, that newness wears off, the new car smell leaves. Now you just stuck with this this old raggedy ass car. You know you can wash it and keep it clean. Oh yeah, and you'll still love it. But eventually, a newer model is gonna come out, and you are gonna see that bitch, and you'll be like, oh, okay, that's unless, a- unless I'm the damn car, you ain't never gonna get bored. <laughs> see, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Shit. Here you go. <laughs> what you talking about? I ain't gonna never get bored. Shit, it's gonna be new. I'm telling. I learned. I learned from my mistake. So I mean, well, like, how how would you how would you classify your ability to communicate? I mean, do you think that you are a good communicator, or expert communicator, or a great communicator? I will have to say, I'm now a great communicator because I learned. I taught myself how to properly communicate, and when I mean properly communicate, not only verbally but physically, because your physical communication is just as important than your verbal communication. 
and my face right. tells it all. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> okay. but I, I, it takes time and uh, and it takes uh, it becomes season in that. You, it's just something that don't happen overnight. You, you know, some people can, you know, it's just automatically those great communicators. No matter what, they can be debated. They can talk about any damn thing. So you know it. it to me, I should I could be an expert. You ask if you ask me a question on any fucking thing, I promise you I answer it. It may not be right, but I got some shit to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, okay. <laughs> so it all depends, you know, what you're comfortable with. Now you can shy off and be like, mm, I don't really know, or you just go with the flow. You, well, I just said we ain't going with the flow in 2020, or you just do your damn yeah. thing. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> You, you just become, it's, it's all about confidence. And then when okay. you're confident, you become consistent. Consistency is very important to continue to be a great communicator. Yeah. And yeah. communication with multiple types of people, too, helps you evolve and be great communicator with everybody. That's true. Yeah. Just how I talk to you, I could talk to anybody like that. But yeah, yeah. It, it took a lot to come out of my shell in order to progress. Did it really? And, not really, but you know. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to say, I can't see that, but okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But you know something, a lot of people think communication is all about talking. That's not true. Communication is about listening. You have to listen in order to communicate. And if you can't properly listen, then you can't properly communicate verbally. Lord, you need to put that shit on a shirt and sell it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that is the honest truth. So I have those qualities. I will sit and listen to you. Listen to you. Now, now there's some times that you know I know how to let shit go through one and at the other one. I ain't trying to fuck with nobody. You know, I ain't trying to hear what the fuck you gotta say because I know you full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I'm sitting with somebody and we're having a serious conversation. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to let you continue, you know. And then, before I lose my train of thought, I'm be like, "Well, let me, let me, let me answer that real quick before I lose it." You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to answer in detail what you just said, and then I'm going to let you continue, and so I can continue you communicating. But you have to listen before you can even talk to somebody. You can't just continue to talk and think you know because the whatever they're talking about. And you talking about sometimes ain't the same thing because they neither one of you listening in. So right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's something that uh, I had to teach my wife. Like you know, because Tia, she was we were both poor communicators until you know we had to go. We went we went to therapy and we learned how to communicate with each other. And because, you know, one of the things that the therapist told her was like, you're too busy trying to form your rebuttal before he even gets through with his 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 present thought. You know, and she said, you're you're not listening. You're not listening to, to what he's saying because you're too busy trying to either destroy what he's saying or counter what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And that's that's true. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. yeah you, you discredit each other. You'll never get to the, the root cause of a problem. Period. And a lot of people don't want to get to the root cause of the problem because in their mind, they're so prone to saying, hell no, no, I'm, you know, no, 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 no. To the point where sometimes you got to just listen, but like, oh, 
yeah okay yeah you know yeah it's okay and a lot of people don't own up to their shit me shit if i'm wrong i'm gonna say you know some my bad i'm wrong i'm wrong about that right mm-hmm. right right yeah mm-hmm. man huh. oh yeah <laughs> well we will end this podcast thank you guys for for t- tuning in uh tiffany j you want to add anything any, any any last words nope just stay blessed keep doing y'all stay blessed <laughs> best <laughs> words ever <laughs> best words ever tell you all right you guys thank you for joining us we'll see you next time on the let's talk about sex podcast Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk About Sex podcast with your hosts, Tiffany J. and Buck Wild. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you view and listen to your podcast.